Do you and your partner ever find yourselves in this place of gridlock where you just can't seem to get through to each other, where maybe you just can't get them to listen to what you're trying to say, and maybe you end up having this fight over and over again, right? The same topic, the same issue never really gets anywhere. If this feels familiar, you are so not alone. And in today's episode of Is It Me or Is It Them? I'm going to be sharing with you some ways that you can start to change this dynamic with your partner to get to a place of a little more ease, a little more calm, and a little more understanding. So thank you for listening. This is Is It Me or Is It Them? And I'm your host, April Boyd. I'm a therapist, coach, and breathwork facilitator, and this podcast is a place where we talk about how we're showing up in our lives, in our conversations, in our relationships, and doing the work to make sure that our side of the fence is tidy and taken care of, and letting go of the pieces that are not ours and that we have no control over, (laughs) that really is on somebody else's side of the fence for them to take care of and starting to understand the difference between those two things. So thank you for joining me. This is such an important topic because I think it's one that everybody has experienced, right? Especially with your partner, but coworkers, with friends, in all of our relationships, we inevitably end up in this place where we can't seem to get through to the other person right? We can't seem to connect in the way that we want. And as we're looking at this idea of how we're dealing with differences, I want to share some ideas with you that I think are going to help you to shift your approach. So the first thing is, so last year I did some training with the Gottman's uh, and the Gottman therapy method, which is really this amazing framework because what the Gottmans have done is they have interviewed and done research for almost 40 years now with literally thousands of couples. And one of their findings through all of this research and all of this scientific study is that 69% of the things that couples fight about are what they call perpetual problems. And what perpetual problems mean is that they are actually unsolvable. (laughs) Now, just take a moment to check in and notice what that fact brings up for you. The idea that two-thirds of the issues that you might be having with your partner are not fixable. And what they mean by this is you're never really going to agree right? You're never really going to find a true middle ground on this because you're both just two completely different human beings with completely different needs that just might not be in harmony with each other. And that's totally normal and totally okay. And, you know, we can look at this in a few ways, right? As a couple examples, one might be if you are an introvert, And your partner is really extroverted, right? And they always want to be hosting people or they always want to be going out with their friends. They need a lot of social stimulation and you're craving, you know, more downtime, more quiet time, more one-to-one time. 
Neither one of these things are right or wrong or good or bad. They're just fundamental differences in who we are and what we need. And both are valid and both are allowed to exist. So this is an example of what the Gottmans would call a perpetual problem because we're never really going to fully change who we are, right? We're never, if you're a highly introverted person, you're not going to turn yourself into the life of the party, right? Just because your partner wants you to, <laughs> right? Or just because that would make things more compatible or easier. So when we are in this place, what the Gottmans talk about is, actually, I'm going to back step for a second, because I want to share with you um, part of my own experience of really wrestling with these fundamental differences in relationship. I realized for me at one point in time that I was approaching this in a really ineffective way with my own partner. And what I was doing was really chasing after and fighting for this goal of being understood, which is, you know, an understandable goal, right? Of course, we want to be understood because that allows us to feel safer, that allows us to feel more comfortable, it allows us to feel validated. But when we think about the idea of perpetual problems and fundamental differences, I was pushing to get validation from my partner that it was okay that I was who I was. It was okay that I needed what I needed. It was okay that I didn't line up with him in some of these ways, right, where we were not connecting. And while it totally made sense that I would need and want some reassurance from him, I was going about this in a way where I actually was really panicked and desperate for a sense of reassurance and more importantly, validation. But here's what I came to realize. And this was before I got into the Gottman's therapy method. So, you know, this is aligned really nicely and taken it, the Gottman's have taken it to a next level. But what I realized was I was chasing the wrong goal with my partner. I was pushing and fighting relentlessly, <laughs> right? Burning through weekends of a time of conflict and exhaustion and communication that wasn't working in my goal to get the validation and understanding I was looking for. And what I came to realize was that we're actually just such fundamentally different people with different brains, at times with different values, with different desires, that I was not going to convince my partner on an intellectual level to agree with me, which really is what I was looking for. Right? If I was being really honest, I was wanting him to say, ah, yes, okay, I get it now. That makes perfect sense. And so because I understand it now, Yes, we'll do it your way. And in this way, I was really, not consciously, but when I look back on it, I can see that I was positioning him as essentially the one in control of this whole dynamic. If I can get him to see it my way, if I can convince him that my perspective is valid, then I can get him to move with me and come with me where I want him to go. Mm. Doesn't feel good, does it? It certainly doesn't feel good as I remember that. It's such a powerless and disempowering place to be. I was outsourcing 
the validation of my own need. And this kept us really spinning in the cycle because without really realizing it, what I was doing was I was waiting for his validation that my needs were okay, that my needs were justified before I was willing to start to treat my own needs as if they mattered. And what I've come to step into instead is, yeah, it feels amazing to be understood, but that's not always going to happen, especially when we remember that two-thirds of the problems that we have with our partners are just fundamental differences in who we are as people. And that's not necessarily a bad thing in and of itself. But I was not giving myself permission to need what I need and to be different from him in this way. I was chasing this goal of collaboration, of sameness, of integration in a way that wasn't working. So what I had kind of stepped into instead after a lot of trial error and wasted Saturday nights of conflict was really this idea of what if he doesn't have to understand me? What if I can validate myself that it's totally okay that I am who I am, I need what I need, I feel what I feel. And instead of acting like a child, trying to get my parent to give me what I want, what if I just stop that whole dynamic and I start to give myself what I want and what I need in a way that's still respectful of my relationship? But what if I just started to own that it's actually my job to be the caretaker of my own needs? It's not really my partner's job in this moment. Because here's the thing about understanding, right? And this is what I kind of began to step into, is this new idea that how is it even possible that my partner who has a very different brain than I have, who's had very different social conditioning than I have, who's had a very different upbringing than I've had, who's had different life experiences, different personalities, different strengths, different weaknesses, right? That whole kaleidoscope of who we are as our full human being self, right? What if instead of trying to get him to track and hold and respect each one of those pieces for me, what if it, and understand where I'm coming from? What if instead I stepped into this idea that it might not be possible for him to understand me? Because when we think about it this way, how could he? We've had two completely different lived experiences on this planet. We are completely different in so many parts of who we are emotionally, mentally physically, spiritually, all the ways that we move through life and relationships. So what if instead of trying to get him to understand me, what if I accepted that he's not going to be able to understand and track the thousands of thoughts, moments, and experiences that have led to me feeling the way that I feel and needing what I need? And when I was able to step into that, I was able to move into a little bit more of equal footing that I didn't even realize I was not operating on, right? But I, I was in this place basically like fighting like a small child and instead recognizing 
he's not going to get it. He's not going to get it because he hasn't lived what I've lived. He doesn't know what I know. He doesn't feel what I feel. He has a different lived experience. And then from this place, instead of fighting for him to validate what I'm thinking, right? And to stamp my needs and my emotions with a seal of approval. Yes, this makes sense. Yes, this is fine. Yes, I agree to this. Instead, we could start to do the Gottman's work of digging in a little bit deeper to respect the fact that we actually are fundamentally really different, but that doesn't mean that either one of us are wrong. So the Gottmans talk about, you know, these questions of trying to understand the dreams within the conflict. I'm not necessarily going to understand why you want to go out one more time on Saturday when I want to stay in and watch movies, right? Like we don't really have to necessarily understand that, but we can start to understand what is below that. We can start to dig into what are the needs there? What is the dreams within the conflict, as the Gottmans would say? So we can start to kind of move deeper into our conversations around these places when we get gridlocked by getting really curious and interested and not necessarily understanding why we're, you know, bumping heads in this moment, but trying to understand the layers of landscaping, right? The layers of the human experience that have brought ourselves and our partners to this place where our current reality and moments don't line up. So starting to ask questions like, what is it that makes this so important for you? What is really your wish here? What are you trying to create? Right? What is, is there a childhood experience or a story, you know, from your younger days that connects to this, that makes this, you know, important or emotionally charged for you? Is there a fear that's guiding this, right? I'm worried that we're going to end up with too much separateness. I'm worried that we're, you know, going to grow in different directions. If we can start to have a conversation around the underlying fears and the underlying desires, notice how this starts to feel like a really different conversation rather than just proving and trying to plead like we're on trial the idea that it's okay for you to need what you need or want what you want, right? And so for me and my partner, you know, when I share in the guide that I created, it's a free mini course. It's called a five-day mini course to make fighting easier. And in that course, I share a story where really my partner had this open door policy for our house and I did not share that policy. (laughs) And it created a lot of conflict between us. But if we can start to move beyond this place, right, and understand the dreams underneath this, it's not just that I have a need to, you know, block out his friends and family. It's that I also have a need for space for my own creative pursuits, right? Writing my book, doing my projects, doing the Love and Loss Project, doing my things. And we need to come up with something that protects that space. Notice how this starts to become different than you're just wrong and I'm just right, right? And this is just crazy that you want this. This is just unreasonable that you want this. And instead moving into what are the fears, the wishes, and the desires underneath 
these unsolvable perpetual differences in our relationships. So if this is hitting home for you, and if you're in a place where you and your partner just can't seem to get through some of these moments in a very effective way, you should go and sign up for my free five-day mini course, How to Make Fighting Easier. There's five short and sweet little videos that are going to help you to reposition and change the way that you and your partner move through hard conversations. All right. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you next time.